Hello, hello, greetings. My name is Sasha Fleming and I'm the CEO and owner of Self is Wealth, a financial literacy company and community. And something I've realized working with clients over the years is that people were living a life of lack, not because they had to, but because they lacked a financial foundation, which caused them to mismanage their funds. There's too many people out there to think they can opt in and out of the financial game, but this is a mandatory game that everyone has to play or you will get left behind. Some people find themselves losing the game and they find themselves losing the game because they don't understand the rules. We teach people the rules of the financial game. Again, my name is Sasha Fleming and I want to welcome you all to the Self is Wealth podcast. So... Hope you like my little intro there. Hope you liked it. Hope you liked it. Hope you liked it. Let me go ahead and get into the swing of things. So today I want to talk about um, how to conquer 2021 financially. We just came out of a really crazy year. For me, it was pretty good. You know, I can't complain about 2020. I, I, I really can't. I really can't. I've had a great year. Um, And I don't say that to brag. You know, I know not everyone had a great year. Um, Some people lost family members. Some people lost loved ones. Some people um, lost their jobs, homes, cars. So there are people who've had a great year in 2020. And then there's people who had a very bad year in 2020. So 2020 was just irregardless if you had a good year or a bad year one thing that everyone on this planet can say is that we've had an unusual year now that is a fact regardless of how you how the cookie crumbles how you spin it it was a it was a crazy and interesting and unusual year for every single person on this planet So now we're in 2021 and, you know, some people are optimistic about it and some people are like, it's probably gonna be worse in 2020, yada, 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 right? Um, But I feel, I feel optimistic about 2021. I think 2021 is going to provide the same level, if not more opportunities than 2020 did. Some people feel like 2020 took away opportunities, but I feel like 2021, I mean, 2020, I feel like it just shifted the opportunities. Like we, 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 we got forwarded a new batch of opportunities that were different um, from what we were used to. So now that we're getting into the swing of things, it's time to talk about how we're going to conquer 2021 financially. And even conquering 2021 and beyond, um, I believe that wealth sustainability is key. Like we have to be in a place where our wealth is sustainable and something that I'm seeing a lot more often, entrepreneurs, um, high performers, high earners that work on these jobs, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they get into the bag. They, they're, they're making money, but I'm seeing a lot of people like a lot of people don't know where this money went or they're up one year and then they kind of down the next and then the next year they're just all the way down and then they back up and you know, all of this craziness. Um, 
And that's why I believe that wealth sustainability is so important. Like you get to a point where you become wealthy, you know, you got your bag or whatever, and you got this steady flow going. Like you don't have to worry about having a hundred K this year and then 30 K the next year and then 200 K the next year, like flip flopping like that. Like we don't want that. We want to be able to plan and be able to execute and to not have to fall back from our plans because our wealth wasn't sustainable. And I tell people all the time, like if you want to create sustainable wealth, that wealth that's going to last, that wealth that's going to fulfill your needs today and tomorrow and your children's needs and their children's needs, et cetera, et cetera. In order to create that kind of wealth sustainability, the first and the primary thing, the most important thing that you need is a financial foundation. And that's something that is so slept on, a financial foundation. Now, there are a lot of things that goes into building your financial foundation. So I want to touch on three things um, that would help you build that financial foundation that is needed to create that wealth sustainability and this insight is helping listeners, is, is helping you conquer 2021. We're going to get these principles down pat and we're going to start executing on them. We're going to start living out these principles and we're going to set our foundation in 2021. That's how we're going to conquer it. We're going to set our foundation in 2021. So the three things, one, incorporate money boomerangs into your budget. Two, cultivate powerful and essential money habits. Three, tap into your guts when building income streams. Um, let me go ahead to the first one. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say the three one more time. Some of y'all was probably taking notes and I know how it is when you got to rewind just to hear something. So let me go ahead and repeat it. One, incorporate money boomerangs into your budget. Two, cultivate powerful and essential money habits. Three, tap into your guts when building income streams. So let's talk about number one, incorporate money boomerangs. Um, some of you know what money boomerangs it are. If you signed up for, if 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 you signed up uh, to access my free ebook, your guide to six and seven figures, then you know what a money boomerang is. If you have watched the video training on your guide to six and seven figures, then you know what a money boomerang is. But if you haven't, you probably don't know what a money boomerang is. Um, and if you want a copy of that guide, your, your guide to six and seven figures, um, feel free to contact me at selfxwealth at gmail.com. Again, that's selfxwealth at gmail.com. Email me and, and let me know you want a copy and I'll um, be glad to send you one. So um, let's get into it. So three keys. Um, well, the first, the first one that I'm going to talk about incorporating money boomerangs to your budget. What a money boomerang is, it is an allocation in a sense. 
Okay? It's an allocation in a sense. Now, think about a regular boomerang. Okay? When you when you when you throw a regular boomerang, you throw it out there, it comes back to you, right? Money boomerangs is money that you throw out there and it comes back to you. But these money boomerangs are interesting because it comes back with friends, which is more money. Now, typically when you throw money out there, most people's budgets, especially if it's not a wealth accelerating budget, most people's budgets, um, they'll throw money out there and it doesn't come back to them. It's just gone with the wind. And usually these are expenses and bills. When you throw your money at expenses and bills, that does not come back to you. But what does come back to you is another statement the next month telling you that you need to pay up again. That's the only thing that's coming back to you. But with money boomerangs, you are throwing money out there and it is coming back to you with more money. And so it's an, it's an, it's an allocation tool. Um, when you throw your money boomerang, you're essentially throwing it towards assets. You're throwing it in a direction of an asset. So it's like you're taking your money and allocating it towards the purchase of assets or towards anything that would elevate you to the next level financially. So for instance, Let's say I decide to pay off a collection account on my credit report. Or let's say I decide to pay my credit card down $300 or whatever. I'm doing something towards my credit that is going to that, that is going to directly impact my credit and boost it. That's essentially what I'm doing with my money, right? That is considered a money boomerang. Now, in a sense, the money isn't directly coming back to you. But you are put in a spot to where your finances are elevated because your credit is increasing. And if your credit is increased, you can always use that. You can always leverage that to create more money. So something like that is considered a money boomerang. Um, let's say paying your cell phone bill. That's not a money, money boomerang. That's an expense, right? Um, a contribution into your stock account. That's considered a money boomerang. Even if you're not investing with that contribution, you're just putting the money in your stock account. That's a money boomerang. That money is being allocated towards a category of spending that is going to increase or elevate you financially. That's what money boomerangs are all about. And when you really sit down and take a, if, if, if you, if you're, if you're looking at your finances and you don't like where you are financially, I guarantee you that if you take a look at your budget, you probably only got like one or two, one money boomerang incorporated in your budget. The rest are probably bills, expenses, and miscellaneous things. But you see, that's the thing. We have to get into the groove of creating a wealth accelerating budget. And the best way to create a wealth accelerating budget is to incorporate money boomerangs into your budget. You need to allocate more funds towards categories of spending that is going to increase you financially. 
whether that be credit, whether that be stock investing, whether that be saving towards your first property, whether that be saving up for your LLC or whatever it is. Number two, the second thing, cultivate powerful and essential money habits. And while we're on the topic of habits, like I just find it so interesting. I've been seeing conversations all morning, um, you know, about the whole LLC thing. Like I've even commented uh, um, and, and gave my two cents on it, you know, about the whole LLC thing and Somebody posted some bad advice on Twitter telling folks to, you know, pretty much um, use their stimulus checks for an LLC and do all this crap, this tax fraud crap or whatever. Y'all know the deal. Y'all know how these people be getting up here on these social media sites and be posting stuff that'll get you locked up. Like they weren't the first. I see stuff all the time online and I'll screenshot it and send it, send it to my mentor. And I'm like, uh, this, I don't, this, this don't sound right. Is this, is this right? Maybe like, uh, no, let's get you some jail time. No. (laughs) Right. So let's, let's in 2021, something that we also need to stop doing is taking stuff that we see on social media for gold. Like even the stuff that I post and talk to you guys about needs to be checked, verified. Like, and, and even if you're not going to check it and verify, that's okay. But don't take it for like gold, you know, anybody can post anything on social media, but anyway, I'm getting off track. Let me get back to it. Cultivate powerful and essential money habits. So going back to what I was saying before, I've been seeing those conversations all, all morning on social media and a little bit of yesterday. Um, and in each of those conversations that I've had or that I've seen, either I or someone else said something about habits. Because these conversations also led to how low income folks should spend their stimulus checks. And some people feel like, you know, it's invasive and wrong to tell Poor folks, hey, spend your stimulus check on a business. Which, yeah, I can see that. I partially agree with that. Um, A poor person cannot spend their stimulus checks on a business. But they can spend it on things that is going to elevate them, like spending it on a new skill or a new trade. So there was kind of a conversation around poor folks and stimulus checks. Um, And within those conversations... Um, folks were talking about habits like, yeah, something that some low income people don't realize is that their habits are in the way. A lot of low, I'm not going to say a lot, a good amount of low income folks have bad habits. Is that to say that people with a lot of good income have, have, have bad habits or have good habits or don't have bad habits? No, that's not to say that. But what we're talking about right now is low income people. And I could say this because I was a low income person, low income, poor, whatever you want to say. I was, I was there before. So I know. And when I was, when I was in that position, A lot of it was a lack of discipline. A lot of it was my poor habits. I had a lot of poor habits. 
And when you in that groove of working, trying to make your money, trying to get out of your situation, you're not paying attention to the habits that are draining your money, draining your energy, draining your time. You're not paying attention to those things. All you're paying attention to is your next paycheck date. That's all you worried about is when you're going to get paid again, what you're going to do when you get paid. You're worrying about you you're 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 worrying about your finances. You're not necessarily your eyes aren't aren't on those habits that are in the way. So I'm speaking from experience when I say that a lot of low income folks have very poor habits. Now, is that to say that once you get rid of those habits, your situation is just going to magically change? No, it takes a lot of work and a lot of different steps. And there's a process to it. There is a process to, to climbing yourself out of, out of poverty or out of low or out of a low income status. There's a process to that. But getting rid of those bad habits and cultivating the the good ones is very, very, very important in that process. For example, if you smoke weed and if you smoke cigarettes, I I would pull out a a whiteboard and, and do some math now. I would do that, but I don't think we, I don't think we got time for that. Do we got time for that? As a matter of fact, let me, um, go back to the comment that I left earlier on one of these threads and I just read that off because I did some math earlier, but if you smoke cigarettes, right? And if you smoke weed and you don't make that much money, man, smoke your little cigarette, smoke your little weed. That's if that's what you want to do. That's your business, right? I'm not judging people who smoke cigarettes and weed. I'm just using that as an example, because that is, if, if you're poor and you smoke cigarettes and weed, that's a poor habit. That's a bad habit. Okay. So, so let's just go there. But again, I'm not judging people who smoke cigarettes and weed. Now understand something. Cigarette and, and most people who, who smoke cigarettes, sometimes they, they, they tend to smoke weed too. So sometimes, you know, when you got one of those habits, you know, the, uh, the other one is going to kind of creep in too, in a sense. So cigarettes and weed is an expensive habit and it adds up. Let's say you're a cigarette smoker and maybe you run through a pack every two days or so. That's about $21 to $30 a week on cigarettes. Now, if you smoke weed too, right, you're probably running through about an eighth or so every two days. Because most broke people, they they buy weed by the eighths now. Maybe sometimes the quarters, but but most broke people ain't, ain't buying the big stuff. And they're not necessarily going to buy the little stuff either because they know they're going to have to, you know, whatever. But anyway, we ain't going to get <laughs> too much into detail. But 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 they're probably buying an eighth every two days or so. So eighths are what, 40 to $45? Some of y'all are like, $40? I spent $35 on mine. We ain't going to get into that though. Um, but right there, that's about $120 to $150 a week. 
Now, if you like to roll, not to mention the cigars, like if you ain't using a bowl and you and you like your little blunts, you got to buy the cigars. So out of out of an eighth, you're probably getting about what four to six blunts. That's about sixteen to twenty blunt wraps you need. Two come in a pack. So essentially, that's eight to ten packs a week that you need. So that's an extra eight to ten dollars a week. So when you do the math, that's about one seventy to two hundred a week. On the high end. That's about 800 a month. So your smoking habit is literally somebody's rent payment, literally somebody's mortgage payment. And some folks are probably listening to this like, dang, I spend that much. I didn't even know I had that much money. You don't. Some of you do, but some of them you, some of you don't. Some of you go to pawn shops to pawn stuff and, 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 and just just put your heads together and come up with all type of stuff that to, to get what you need to get. And again, not judging anybody. Just some real straight, harsh honesty and truth. That's an expensive habit. And a lot of people don't realize that they're they're spending this much on their habits. And even if you're not spending anything on your habits, even if your habits don't cost anything financially, your hab- your, your poor habits are still costing you something. Whether that be overeating, lack of exercise, um, whatever. Maybe you got a habit of binge watching shows on Netflix. You've been home during, during, during COVID or whatever. You've been working from home. So you've been binge watching your Netflix shows. That essentially doesn't cost anything financially, monetarily, but it does cost something. That poor hab- that poor habit is costing you time and energy to sit in front of a TV all day sure can drain your energy. And it's costing you time cuz while you binge watching a show to get through a good show on Netflix, you need what, about 10 10 11 hours or so. So that's 10 11 hours that you could have been using to um do whatever. Dig yourself out your situation. If you own a business, that could have been time that you're using to work on your business. If you, whatever you do, if you're trying to lose weight and become healthier, that could have been time that you're using to exercise, exercise. And then getting into the habit of just sitting there and watching something all the time that takes away your time and energy from doing other productive things. So, The reason why I'm so focused on bad habits right now, although the number two tip was to cultivate powerful and essential money habits. The reason why I'm focusing on bad habits and not really talking too much about the good habits that you need to cultivate is because that if you're going to cultivate these good habits, you need to move these bad habits out the way. You need to get rid of these bad habits and move them out the way and make room for the good habits to come in. And once you move these bad habits out the way, now it's time to replace these bad habits with the good habits, the powerful habits, the essential money habits. So an example of a money habit could be paying things. A lot of us aren't, aren't, aren't used to paying things. We pay our rent on the 5th just because we can. We got the money on the 1st, but we'll pay it on the 5th. We be late on bills just because. We got the money. Don't pay bills just because. 
You get into the habit of, of, of paying things when you're supposed to. Handling your financial obligations. That's an example of an essential money habit, of a powerful money habit. Because if you if you aren't into the habit of, of paying things, how are you going to purchase assets? How are you going to pay for these assets? If you're the type of person that, that you, get, you get paid on the first, but you like to pay your rent on the fifth, how do you think you're going to manage doors? How do you think you're going to build a real estate portfolio? You got to still inhabit and you don't like to pay for nothing in the store. How do you think you're going to excel and succeed in your own business? So it's just some of the things you want to think about. Number three, tap into your guts when building income streams. We found out real quick that you need multiple streams of income. But multiple streams of income are not easy <laughs> to start. It's not an easy thing because first and foremost, you got to get your cash cow going. Your primary source of income, you got to get that going and you got to stabilize that and, and sustain that so that you can, you know, use that to build upon your other income streams. And then it's hard to wear many different hats, right? So, um... I've come up with a framework that makes all of this easier for people creating income streams and that's guts. That's why I say something about tapping into your guts. And if you've been following a brand, you already know what guts is, but real quick, let me explain what guts is. Guts is a framework that helps people create income streams that are conducive to who they are. So if you're going to follow this framework, you got to dig into yourself a little bit. You got to, you got to, you got to tap into yourself. You got to utilize some self-awareness. You have to be self-aware in order to utilize the guts framework and guts is beneficial to people because it's, um, it helps you create wealth that sustains. It helps you create wealth that fulfills you because there's too many people out here going after streams of income just because they seen the next person pop off of it. So for example, um, vending machine businesses, not coming down on vending machine businesses. I even plan to start one for my children at some point. So I'm not coming down on vending machine businesses. I'm just using this as an example. But you see a lot of people um, starting vending machine businesses. And some of these folks are, again, don't don't get too much into the details. OK, just using this as an example. But um, you'll see a lot of people. They'll go and start vending machine businesses just just because they seen Sally, Joe and Jane create one and they seen Sally, Joe and Jane get these results. So now they want to copy what Sally, Joe and Jane are doing so they can get those same results. But it doesn't work like that. Like if the vending machine business model or anything about the vending machine isn't conducive to who you are or if it's not conducive or to your to your guts or if it doesn't align with who you are then you're going to fail at it regardless of what sally joe and jane are doing and that's what a lot of people are doing they're going after these income streams that they see other people doing and then some people are just too fly like they're going to exceed and excel uh excel regardless of whether or not they like it so those people that are succeeding in their efforts and in and with their business ventures regardless if they like it or not 
they're making money but they're not happy we've seen people that make a good amount of money but still aren't happy still aren't fulfilled still trying to figure out what am I supposed to be doing like what is life about like you got rich people asking those questions to themselves and it's because they're not tapped into their guts so that's what that framework is all about so what guts is an acronym for it stands for gifts uniqueness talents skills again gifts stands for get uh gifts gut stands for gifts uniqueness talents and skills and when you're tapped into those things and when you understand those things about yourself when you understand what your gifts are when you understand what makes you unique and how you can leverage that when you understand what your talents are and when you understand what your skills are you are able to create a wealth profile that consists of streams of income that aligns exactly with who you are so you don't have to step outside yourself to to lock in this income. You're building wealth from the inside out. And that's the best way to do it. Because when you're doing it, you're staying close to your purpose. You're staying attached to your passions. You're staying attached to the things that make you who you are. And you can't fail utilizing and lever- leveraging those things. We know income streams are required in wealth building efforts. We know that. But let's do this. In in one way, it's the easy way. In another way, it's the hard way. It's the hard way because, you know, you got to tap it to yourself. Utilizing this framework. You can't just buy an ebook or buy a course or um, indulge in YouTube University and apply these steps like you can't just take somebody else's blueprint and follow it when you're utilizing a guts framework you have to tap it to yourself and figure out what your guts is and how you're going to leverage it and how you're going to work it um oh excuse me i have a also i have an ebook on guts that gives you a little bit more detail into what it is and how to leverage it. And that ebook is free as well. So if you like access to that, if you like a copy of that, feel free to email me at selfxwealth at gmail.com. Again, that's selfxwealth at gmail.com. Email me, hey, I want a copy of the Guts ebook. I want to learn more about the, this income stream framework. Send me the book. And I would be more than happy to send it to you. And if you are still interested in, we well, should still be, but if you are um, interested in your guide to six and seven figures as well, which is the ebook that we talked about earlier during the show, then, you know, when you email me about guts, email me about the other ebook as well. And I'd be more than happy to send both to you. But so we've talked about these three things that you need to conquer 2021 financially. Not only do you need this in 2021, but you need this in 2021 and beyond. But this is the year to really start working on these things. We coming out of 2020. COVID hasn't went anywhere yet. The problems that 2020 has brought has not went anywhere yet. The only thing that has left is folks pessimism. Because it's a new year. 
But let's double down and capitalize on the optimism that's going on right now. Let's create these plans and these strategies to get these three things rolling for this year. You want to incorporate again, the three things are you want to incorporate money boomerangs into your budget. Your budget should be wealth accelerating. You want to cultivate powerful and essential money habits. There's a prelude to that. You want to get rid of the bad habits first to make room for the good ones. And then the third one is tap into your guts when building income streams. These three things are the key to wealth sustainability. These three things are the key to elevating financially. These three things is the key to conquering 2021 financially. But yes, so I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast episode. Um, I had fun chit-chatting with you guys. This episode happened to be over 30 minutes long. Didn't really plan for it to be that long, but hey, we're here. So yes, it's it's, it's the beginning of the year. I'm excited. I'm ready to execute. Um I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get out there and, and, and do it. You know, been been doing this for the past four or five years or so. And um, just getting started. So. um, Sorry, I got distracted for a second there. But yes, again, thank you for tuning in to this uh, week's episode. Make sure you are watching our YouTube channel. We're going to be um, posting videos almost every day for the next week and a half or so. Um, we recently had a learnathon, and we every week we we did like a mini series, a three part um, video series where we doubled down on a topic, we drew down on a topic, and talked about it in ten minute increments or so. And the first week's learnathon was credit. The second week's learnathon was income streams. The third week's learnathon was executing wealth strategies. So we talked about IRAs, precious metals, more so gold. And we talked about, um, I forget what the, oh, building your stock portfolio. Um, and then in the last week, we were talking about mindset. So, but I, I, I did not post the mindset material on social media because I'm like, I'm just going to hold off and I was going to turn it, turn the whole learnathon series into a, um, a product because it's 16 videos and I was going to package them up and sell them. But I was like, you know what? It's the beginning of the year. Like people need this value. Um, so I'm just going to post these videos on YouTube and, and try to make my money later on. Um, so definitely visit YouTube, our YouTube channel, and be watching those. Our YouTube channel is Self X Wealth. Again, um, Self X Wealth. And the name isn't pronounced Self X Wealth. It's pronounced Self Self is Wealth, but it's spelled Self X Wealth, you know? Um, so definitely go on our YouTube channel. Check out those videos that will be posted daily for the next week and a half two weeks or so and comment and engage talk to us let us know what you think let me know what you think about this episode but again it was great you guys i will see you on the next episode bye and i hope you have a great 2021 happy new year